This episode of Star Wars and Character is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To learn how you can help support the show and have the opportunity to pick a future character for an upcoming episode of Star Wars and Character, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash neozaz. Okay, Chris, go ahead and open that thing up. Okay. And whilst you do, <clears throat> I will make it official. All right, all right. Uh, every- all right, everybody from Star Wars and Character, just to introduce myself, uh, my name is Donald Wicks, and I am a member of the Rebel Legion and the PR officer uh, for Northern California's Endor base. Woo! I am pleased to announce that the Rebel Legion recognizes the host of Star Wars and Character, Matt, David, Chris, Tim, and the voice of Star Wars and Character, Christy, as friends of the Rebel Legion. No way! I am pleased to present this award to you, not only because you guys are outspoken fans of Star Wars, but you also do amazing charity work each year with the Artmore Project by auctioning off uh, artist-created Star Wars-inspired artwork on Mandalorian armor and using that money to buy Star Wars toys for children in need. Thank you for your continued love of Star Wars and the wonderful things that you do for your community each year. May the Force be with you. Wow. Christy just joined us too. I'm going to fill her in. We just have been officially inducted in as friends of the Rebel Legion for the, was it the Northern California? Well, no, it's the Rebel Legion. I just happened to, uh, my base is. Oh, okay. So, no, it's not just our base. You're, you are inducted as, uh, friends of the Rebel Legion. Oh, cool. The the whole thing. That includes you too, honey. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Chris has, uh, I mailed him all of your certificates. I, I did not have here. a chance to frame them. Uh, it would be like way too expensive yeah. to mail. Uh, so I apologize that they're not framed, but um, uh, there's frames. Um, sorry, there's certificates for you. You each get a patch uh, that oh. signifies that you're uh, friends of the Rebel Legion. And I think I threw some cards in there, some other stuff. Yes, so. There's a lot of cool stuff in here. I got. I open it up. I have all of the certificates. They're over. Names are on them. Spelled correctly too, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got these patches. They're awesome. And I got. So, I got these these awesome cards with with you posing with R two D two. Yeah. So yeah, don't bogart all that stuff. You know, spread <laughs> That's spread right. the love. Yeah, it's Chris. It is your uh, job now to make sure that everybody gets their stuff. Will, so, yes, Dave, it is your job to make <laughs> sure Chris <laughs> does his job. I'll take care of I'll it. I'll have the wife do it. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Donald, so, this is so cool. Yes, thank you, thank very, you much. very much. That's thank awesome. You. Yeah, no problem. It's it's long overdue. I've been a fan of you guys for, for a long time now, and, and I know Matt's mentioned it a few times, and uh, I just wanted to make it official. So, thank this you for, awesome. for awesome. Yeah, thank you for everything. Thank you. And I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, absolutely. You want to, uh, while you're on with us, plug your, plug your show and uh, let us know anything else you have going on? Uh, sure. Well, uh, my show is, uh, we're in the middle of getting some new episodes out. <laughs> that must be Chris. Uh, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's called EndorCast. It's a podcast actually to uh, help promote the Rebel Legion and our base, Endor Base. And uh, we talk about what it takes to be a member, how you become a member. And some of the perks and uh, and things like that, and you can find Endorcast on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and on Facebook. And uh, our base is um, EndorBase.org, and the Rebel Legion is RebelLegion.com. All right, That's all right, awesome. cool. This is, a, this is a big moment in our lives here. <laughs> yeah, old, old I'm really excited. Yeah, come here, Dave. Come Chris here. and I can hold each other. Matt and Christy can hold each other. And Tim, oh. <laughs> I'm uh, trust me. I'm holding myself. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you, you Donald. Be, hey, no yes. problem, guys. I, I hope you enjoy it. Absolutely. Thank you. This was awesome. Hey, and also, if, if you guys can do me a favor, when you guys get your stuff, and if you want to wait till you get it framed, that's fine. But I'd love to get uh, some pictures of you guys holding your um, patch and the uh, certificate, the framed certificate, so we can uh, post it as a completed mission on our uh, forums okay we're absolutely at least i'm not sure if tim has decided yet or not but i know i'll be up there in november so we can get if tim comes as well we might be able to get one big group shot but otherwise we'll we'll get it all together anyway we'll get it for you somehow no problem that'd be great thanks a lot guys thank you thank you donald all right cool man you guys take care thanks yeah you too see you bye 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 
This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details you never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Today we are talking about Jake Farrell. Farrell. <laughs> that, that damn singer. What's that guy's name? Jerry Farrell. I don't know. The Happy Guy is. song. Yeah. 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 Oh, Farrell. really? Oh, good. Farrell. Farrell. For real? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that that work perfectly. Now, why are we doing this? Matt knows. Matt does know. That does know. We're doing this because Barry Barnhart, one of our generous Patreon supporters, he is at the tier where he gets to pick a character, and he gave me two to choose from, and both were good. This one I liked because, well, I'll tell you who he is and and why I like it, but uh, this is the one I picked, but I'm not going to reveal the second one because we may save that for something later because that was a good choice as well. Let me just say this before I get into it. He... So far, him and Eric, and I think everybody they gave me the selection is pretty dead on. They absolutely are picking characters that are right up the alley of this show, exactly what this show is about. So it's been a great pick so far. Both of his were, were, were great, and it was really just a toss-up of one over the other. So I, I will get into who he is and why it makes sense that he's perfect for our show here right after Chris's terrible, terrible names. <laughs> you haven't heard these that you don't know. <laughs> um, Jake Farrell Farrell. Only appears in Return of the Jedi, episode six. I'm intrigued. I know nothing about this guy. So, based on what Matt just said and the fact that you said he's actually in a movie, I'm happy. Well, my name is Alliance. Just like that song we we're talking about. Because I'm happy. Happy, 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 Is it Happy Feet? I think so. Happy it? Feet Two. No, it's from Despicable Me. Oh, same wasn't shit. it? Matt, all that shit. Matt and those stupid minions is your sister. <laughs> those things are awesome. <laughs> No, they're the worst things ever. After Kevin Costner. Oh! oh. My name <laughs> is... It actually sound like that physically hurt. Oh. Alliance. In my side. Happened? Huh? Let's get this over. My with. name is Alliance Starfighter Core Chris. Uh-huh. And what that is later. The must- best name is Tim, so get ready. Okay. <laughs> but I am joined by Michael Drew Matt. Okay. I don't know what that yeah. means. <laughs> no, man, you know. Um, maybe. Oh, there. Okay, yeah, I do. It's all the way at the bottom. I see. Um, to my <laughs> left, it's, I was gonna say, wow. To my left is R twenty two Spearhead Dave. That goes half my story. D and D. Man, this better not be part of your fast. This is this is this is awesome and awful all combined. Tim and, Fighter and Light Tim. Light. Because- Light because Jake Farrow's skin color. Oh come on! We're both white. <laughs> what? It says next to the to the skin color on Wikipedia. Light. So I wrote down light Tim. So like if if me and Jake Farrow were in a mall and I looked across the mall and saw him walking, I'd be like, "Hey, there's a white guy." I'm gonna wave to him. Uh, you say a light guy. Yeah, a light. light oh, there, hey, he, there's a light guy. I'm gonna wave to him. We have something in common, me and him. You want to get me a blaster and shoot all the lighties I see? <laughs> when I shoot all the lighties I see, the lighty will bother me. <laughs> want to get me a light girl wearing a navy blue sweater? <laughs> Garrett Morris is a genius. <laughs> see, I almost said was. He's not dead yet, is he? He is. Not yet. No. <laughs> not yet. That's horrible. He was an Ant-Man. He was? Yeah. Really? Yep. I haven't seen that. Yeah. That idiot Paul Rudd's in that movie. What? Uh-uh. I just wanted to get Dave going, that's all. He just stood up and dropped his beer. <laughs> you didn't listen to Pass the Popcorn featuring Pass the Popcorn featuring Ant-Man, because uh, Tim certainly brought that up, that Garrett Morris was the original Ant-Man. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Drew Matt. Yes, sir. Tell us some facts about Jake Farrell Pharrell. Jake Farrell. He is a human male. His homeworld is not listed, which is surprising. So I would assume he must be Krillian, because everybody is. He's, he's on from Connecticut. 
You can't call him. He's unlisted. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he is the older gentleman. He's an older gentleman, an A-wing pilot. He looks like he could be anybody's dad in this movie. And hey, Dave, to point out who he is, when the Millennium Falcon is flying through the second Death Star and he's being pursued by TIE fighters and a, and a couple sets of fighters, a couple X-wings, a couple A-wings and a Y-wing follow him, he says... Something like split up and head back to the surface and try to draw some of those TIE fighters with you. I don't know why he talks like Wilbur Hood, but uh, <laughs> try to draw some of those TIE fighters with you. The one pilot that goes copy gold leader, this is Jake Farrell. <laughs> the guy that says copy gold leader? Yep. Yep. So he's good at following direction? Yes. Yes. Nobody nobody else even talks to Lando. They're like, we're not talking to Lando. See, that guy's a dick. Except Wedge. He's like, I'm already on my way out. Yeah. I already <laughs> took care of this shit, dude. Chris just showed me a picture of him. Okay. And, uh, I, I do recognize him now that you say that. And he's going through the pictures, and there's apparently there's, a, there's a, a, three a, young high, boys. a high school baseball player named Jake Farrell. That <laughs> we, that somebody has taken Colin or, or is that Colin, Colin, Farrell, right? Colin Farrell's face and put it on Jake Farrell. Jeez. <laughs> it's pretty good, actually. It's pretty good. So, okay, now I know who he is. This, this is good. And this is why I think he's perfect for our show. He's got one line. A character with one line we see for a barely a measurable amount of time, and he's got an entire backstory from beginning to almost end. Great. So he was pretty much a pilot throughout the entire timeline of Star Wars that that we know of so far. We're talking from the early days of the Galactic Republic up until the Battle of Endor. He used to be a starfighter pilot for the Galactic Republic, just like I said, and he even was involved in the clone wars now he was a top pilot for much of his time with the galactic republic if not the whole time and after he survived the clone wars he continued to serve the empire but because of his skill and his experience he became more of a trainer than a pilot although he was called for different missions needing more experienced veterans so he was if not one of the the top trainer for the Empire, and he ended up training most of the best pilots. In fact, the pilots we see listed in Black Squadron were mostly taught by this Jake Farrell guy. That's cool. Is that and the fact that he's an older guy kind of makes that make sense? Yes, he, he, he's a he's at this point a seasoned veteran. Exactly. Yes. So after seeing the Empire get a little more ruthless, and he's being sent out on these more. Uh, I guess you'd say destructive and violent missions. He decided it was time to retire, and he did so without any huge fallout, without the whole getting disillusioned with the Empire, no grandiose escape plan to break away from the Empire. He just simply retired amicably and left the Empire. And he did that, and he retired to a kind of an out-of-the-way, outer-rim planet, an undisclosed location, just to kind of live out the rest of his life as uneventfully as he could. So it's a hot dog salesman. <laughs> <laughs> it's good that it's different than those other ones because right. any any person that was in the Empire eventually gets a disillusion and becomes a rebel. And it's good that this is at least different in that way. Yeah, yeah. That's I I thought that was interesting. And if he had any, any like like Roger Murtaugh moments, like <laughs> that's what I was expecting. This I thought it was going to be like yeah, I expected the the typical atypical jump ship. Like on a mission to blow up the rebels, and ends up turning this Tie Fighter around and shooting his escort and and pleading for asylum, and then becomes a hero of the rebellion. But no, it's, it's, he just he just saw things were going down a path he didn't want to be involved in, so he decided to retire. So <laughs> while he was in retirement, the Empire was pretty much going in the direction he saw it going, and actually getting worse than he imagined it was going to. So he decided. He was going to come out of retirement and help the Rebel Alliance. Like every, I can picture, I can picture him reading the morning paper, <laughs> and just getting so angry, just slamming it down. And said, "You know, I've had all I can take, and I can't take anymore." <laughs> and he goes, and he just goes straight to the Rebellion recruitment office, signs up. Take me to seat. your hidden leaders. <laughs> yeah. It's on Gavin. <laughs> Oh, okay. But he didn't want to come out of full retirement. All he wanted to do was offer his services as the instructor, use his experience as an instructor, and also his experience with Imperial pilots and in the, the way the Imperial teaches their forces to give the skills to this young band of 
rebel pilots to give them what they needed to first survive. He wanted to save lives first, then as a bonus, if they could over possibly overcome and take over and and conquer some of these imperial pilots in his dogfight. He really didn't have any intention of fighting again. He was just there to train to give them a better chance than they were having and hopefully on top of surviving maybe get a win here and there. So, with all his experience and his skill, he quickly became one of the Alliance's best pilots of any regard and kind of got sucked into active service again. Was, how, old, how old was he when he retired, like, first time around? Uh, well, I don't actually I don't even know how old he is if it's even listed. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. And I don't know so what planet he, he's on, of- so I don't know if he ages like we do. This man is a mystery. Does the Empire... <laughs> Offer uh, like Medicare, Medicaid, and Social Security. It's uh, oh, puppy care. <laughs> Probably was not. he was he pulling down a pension through all of this? What the hell is it? Oh, is this a Murtaugh clip? <laughs> That's a good one. Well, if he didn't talk over, it would have been good. Oh, <laughs> that's too old for his shit. That's right. I just host like Chris and read words that I don't know what I'm saying. Right. <laughs> Doing a great job, Mac. <laughs> so, uh, the fighter of choice, as we all know, was the X Wing fighter, but he actually found another vehicle in their fleet that he preferred. This was the R2 or the R22 Spearhead. That was Dave. Dave's name, right? Right. What's that? I mean, it, is that what he flies in Return of the Jedi? No, it's not yet. It is the, this is, it, it looks like, it looks like last year's model of a wing it's like really close but not quite the same a wing we saw okay you know what i mean so it's like an evolution of stuff kind of like they did with the prequels like it would it yeah there you go at one point is it is that it yeah it looks pretty much a a wing it's got these big fins on the back right all right we'll put all these pictures up because i like that was the one thing that i know i said that I liked about the prequels is that they did a nice job of the gradual progression of these things from, you know, what we were seeing in those movies to what they would become in their most famous entities. Are you, just, are you showing them the like comic picture? Cause that's the only thing I could find. There was one comic picture. Then it was like an actual like ship of it. Oh, I didn't see that one. There's like a, yeah, it looks like a seed. Like somebody did like it on a, a computer. Like a, like a, computer like a, oh, okay. Then there's one I think from either the droids cartoon. I think I see it with C3PO drive. Oh uh, god! Like, oh yeah! You know what? We said something about that when we did that commentary. I remember there being like an A wing in it now. Well, that's. I mean, I wasn't on that commentary, but it's funny that you say that because I had even at the end, I was still getting the toys when they came out, and the A wing that I had came out in the droids packaging. So the A wing must have been a big part of the droids cartoon, which I never watched. Mm. You're missing a gold piece of gold there, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Do you, know, do you ever think, like, you know how a Y-wing looks like a Y and an X-wing? Yeah. I, I do see an A in, yeah. the, in the A-wing. You have to stand it up on its, on its ass. <laughs> right. Ass-wing. Ass-wing. <laughs> I, I see more of an A in that than a B in a B-wing, but we found out B stands for blade anyway, right? Yeah, it was yeah. blade. Yeah. Sword. Stupid. Stupid, stupid ass wing. Yeah, like that. Ass man. I still think it was originally called T Wing. And it was like, and they're shouting across the, the warehouse of uh, Industrial Light and Magic. It's like, what's this called? B Wing. T Wing? B Wing. Okay, T Wing. Or shit, I fucked that was backwards. Imagine what I just said, but do it backwards. I look at that better that way. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't have time to edit anymore. We do too many shows. I'm leaving it in. I know this this podcast network, this podcast kingdom you've created is just overwhelming. It's overwhelming. <laughs> network, nightmare, tomato, tomato. <laughs> so all right, back to the to the twenty two or the R twenty two spearhead. What he liked about it was the mainly the maneuverability. It wasn't but it wasn't a full fledged fighter like the X Wing or the Y Wings, but he really liked the speed of it. He liked how it moved. So while he wasn't training or fighting, what little time he had left, he was gradually upgrading and customizing the R-22 into a battle-worthy fighter. Oh. What? <laughs> the hell was that? <laughs> that was awesome. <sighs> what happened? Is your mic out again? Yeah. 
It's <laughs> Chris's fi- famous final words. Oh, oh. you do. I did nothing. We're back in business. Okay. What I, no, what I, can you hear me now? Yeah, all I heard was, oh, you know what? Dave hurt his ankle a while ago, and he just held his ankle up to my face and pointed at his <laughs> at his ankle, and it's fucking black and blue, peachy, mushy, gushy, and I went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I made that sound, because that looks bad. Uh, oh, this is this is good. You have like no <laughs> look what? at the size of that thing. That's nothing. It's like you're quitting Star Wars. Look at the size. <laughs> Wedge saw my ankle. I won't move. I'll try to stay right here. Don't move. Chris. I won't move. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Does that, that hurt? What my ankle? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Duh, look at it. Can I push on it? But you know what's even better than my ankle? Is this from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> oh yeah, I don't. I've never seen that. Oh that god, one. I haven't heard that in like twenty years though. That's classic. That I'm is. S- I'm sorry. That's okay. Forget my ankle. <laughs> Look at that thing. Get that away from me. No. <laughs> this is this is how I imagine Jake Farrell's ankle looked after a battle. <laughs> See how I bring it all back. I can't fly today. I hurt my ankle. <laughs> Just like that guy we talked about who kept losing a limb every time he went out and flew. What was his name? <laughs> Hobby? Yeah. <laughs> Hobby's like uh, freaking Malcolm in the Middle in Sharknado 3. <laughs> who, Frankie yeah, Meehan? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Matt, you're right. He that's, lost the appendage. That's what happened to him. He lost He lost like an arm, then a leg, then his other leg, then an arm, and he had to, he had to hit the self-destruct button on his camper with his nose. Yeah. He was, <laughs> like, he was like, crawling to it. I wish... Any body parts to crawl with. Yeah. And, he, and Matt's right. And he hit, hit that with his nose. I wish I remembered that on the hobby episode. <laughs> oh, that's a callback. Hobby. Okay. Anyway. All right. What do we got here? I forget where I left off. Oh, he was building <laughs> building the new fighter or advancing the fighter. And so now we're to the year of the Battle of Yavin. We're not at the Battle of Yavin yet, but this is the year it's going to happen. And he was out taking one of his students on a training mission. And he on the training mission, he took two of his modified R-22 fighters, and they went to Tatooine for a training exercise. Now, this trainee, right. trainee's name was Rookie One, and the rookie name Rookie One, the character, I don't know how to say this best, is basically anyone playing the Rebel Assault PC game. Oh. You, you play the game, you're called Rebel One, I mean Rookie One. Me. Yes, so that's they incorporated that storyline into his backstory here. So Tim is, Tim is part of this Backstory. Yeah, sure. Anyone that's played this game is, yeah. <laughs> I am I am now rookie one. That's right. Okay, so he took Tim to Tatooine. Tim, can you sign my poster? <laughs> sign hey, please, rookie, sign. you're so fine. You're so fine. You'll blow my mind. Hey, rookie. One, one. Hey, rookie. Ooh, Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> so out on Tatooine, he took him to something he nicknamed the Beggar's Canyon Trial. And rookie one, he passed with flying colors. Uh, it, they did the whole threading the needle thing that Luke talked about. I think in the uh, I don't know if he talked about it in the movie, but it's definitely in the radio drama. Threading the needle, but touching the peepee, <laughs> cupping the ballies, <laughs> spinning the rim, wanking the shafty. <laughs> you passed. <laughs> so next to further test out these fighters, they went out to the asteroid field that was in the. Tattoo system. Now, here's two things I learned. I never knew that tattooing was actually in a system called Tattoo, and I had no idea there was an asteroid field there. No. Yeah, this is all new to me, too. Tattoo. Tattoo. Do it, Dave, your impression. Oh, asteroid. beat me. That was gonna asteroid. Do it. The, the asteroid. <laughs> the spirit. The spirit. Hervé Villachez. Got to rest his soul. So, after this whole maneuvering testing in the asteroid field and whatnot they're ready to they wrapped up this portion of the training he sent rookie one to another planet to finish up and he went back to the rebel headquarters wherever that was 
Uh, I don't think it was quite Yavin yet. Maybe oh, I guess it was Yavin. I'm sorry. So I guess it was Yavin. So when he got back, the whole news of the Death Star and the stolen plans broke, and they were starting to get ready for the impending battle. Well, now that Jake Farrell was, according to the story, Jake Farrell was at the Battle of Yavin, but everything he does is like off camera. We don't see any of this. And it starts with him reuniting with Rookie One and the two flying a pair of these almost A-wing fighters during the first Death Star attack. They kept... Approaching TIE fighters that we never actually saw make it on screen away from Red Squadron as they did their attack on the Death Star, on the thermal exhaust port that Chris knows all about. <laughs> I I said ported from the beginning. Oh. <laughs> We're talking that. Right? Come on now. So this is a case where, like, this guy is always there, but just off screen. Just off screen, yeah. He's on the other side of the Death Star stopping TIE fighters that are approaching. Just a bit outside. If the Death Star is as big as as possibly a moon, they mistake it for a moon, then it would make sense that there are battles going on all over the thing that you couldn't possibly see, right? Sure. Yeah. But if they were centralizing on that hole, then they should be on that side of the of the the Death Star. If that if that's their if that's their mission is to get a thing in the port. Exhaust right. port. Is that, you would think they would be on this on that side. Well, that leads to a further question: If it is as big as a moon, well, it is as big as a moon. Does it? Why does it only have one thermal exhaust port that's two meters wide? You're telling me all the gas that builds up inside that thing can all, that's the only hole it has to escape from? <laughs> it's <laughs> like the Adam Sandler skit: the man with the world's tiniest asshole rips <laughs> a beef. And if that's true, the pressure coming out of that would push any. I don't care how advances torpedoes are the, the the positive pressure coming out of there would push everything out from it they would this would have never happened <laughs> thanks jake farrell well maybe it'll just really like there is only one but it's it, 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 the the residual effect is that it really smells in the death star <laughs> yeah that could be it's, yeah. a, it's a really poorly built exhaust port yeah yeah I, tim's right though like i guess if they are all attacking i think you would assume they're on the general vicinity right Oh, screw Well, that. he was. He was just out of sight. Just off camera. <laughs> I, like these, so many, uh... I like these stories, though, where it's like they're just off camera. Like, they're they're there, but you never see them kind of thing. Yeah. And I can get, live with or without him. This one I like. I like Jake Farrell. Good guy. That Jake Farrell. <laughs> Good guy. Jake Farrell. Danger seeker. <laughs> so, okay. So now the battle Yavin's over, and they come back they do their whole medal ceremony then good old general dadana he's really impressed by these fighters and he realizes not only their usefulness but the tie fighter models are getting increasingly faster and more maneuverable themselves so they need something to counteract that so he orders and designs an entire new squadron of of fighters and that is what we see in jedi it is the rz1 a-wing interceptor that's its official name so from the mind of jake farrell came the a-wing fighters themselves so the full name of that is the rz1 a-wing interceptor interceptor yep oh and that's because it performed so well that dodonna commissioned it yes yep it's cool yep so i mean as you can guess jake was a large part of the design team and he also hand picked the first round of test pilots and the first full squadron of pilots for this new fighters so four years during r&d and development that's about how long it took for the a-wings to come completely online and assembled and just in time for the second death star attack and the first official a-wing squadron was named and it is green squadron and they were part of the battle of endor so is that battle the first time they're ever in action yep, those the ships? first official field battle action yes Wow. Now is is Green Squadron the squadron that has the the Akbar pilot and the Granny pilot? Yeah, and I think so. Actually, yeah. pilot from the deleted scenes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure about the Akbar pilot. Probably, but the uh, Granny pilot. Yes, I remember her. <laughs> so these are the people he handpicked. Yes, he was Colonel. an age discriminator. <laughs> <laughs> no young people. Right, yes, everyone to get out of retirement. Yeah, you guys right. are all young, dumb. It's like, yeah, it's like that. It's like, ladies. I don't know if anyone will remember this other than me, but it's like that time that Buck Rogers and Wilma Durling got those old pilots out of retirement to attack something on Buck Rogers. <laughs> anyone remember that episode? No. Someone listening will remember that. Oh, God. And now I'll find the clip because then there's like this old lady who shoots down, a, shoots down one of the enemy fighters and goes, Who's old? I'm not old. 
<laughs> oh god, I will have to find that. It's like uh, Space Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, right. Eastwood and Garner and except, who's it? Emily people Jeff- saw Jedi. <laughs> yeah, except people actually saw that. Yeah, right. So now the weird part about this for me is that with Jake Farrell being the top pilot and pretty much designing the A wing and naming all these pilots, he was not Green Leader. He was Green Four in the movie. <laughs> Who was the leader, the old lady? Uh, it's a, I, you know what? Uh, the name was there, but I didn't write it down because I think it might be the guy that crashes into the Star Destroyer. So I was going to save his story for later. Horrible. He's it's- he's really tied into Jake Farrell's story. I did not put much of his in there except for, well, uh, he is coming up here. But it, but as far as his backstory and his having to do with this squadron of X-Wings, I left that out because I'm pretty sure we're going to do that character one day. Arvel Crinid. Yeah, that guy. Yep. Yeah, he's a, he's 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 definitely a good one for our show. So it's probably good you're doing that. So this and there's another cool thing. I didn't do too much on the A wings, but I had to mention this because I thought this was really cool. This was an awesome design element about the A wings, and with with Jake Farrell's experience with the Imperials and and knowing how they worked, when he designed this fighter, every A wing had a device inside them that jammed Tie Fighter targeting computers. So that forced all the Tie Fighter pilots at the Battle of Yavin to manually target during these dogfights. They couldn't use their computers to shoot down enemy ships. Wow! But it doesn't work on Vaders. Well, that that this was the A wing. That was the R twenty two at the in uh, the first Death Star attack. So this is in um, at the Battle of Endor. Okay, I thought you said in uh, the Battle of Yavin. No, I may have said that, but I meant Battle of Endor. My bad if I said that. Well, that's good. It make it levels the playing field. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a pretty neat element. It's good. It's just well thought out. The uh, A wing also has an advanced cup holder. Right, <laughs> it holds a big. It can no, hold a regular yeah, size and a big gulp. Not one drink was spilled during the entire <laughs> battle. It's <was> awesome. <laughs> so Jake had some pretty significant moments during the Battle of Endor, and. One before he, before he goes into the Death Star is what we were just talking about. He was part of the barrage on the Super Star Destroyer Executor that took down the shields mm. that allowed Arvel was it Arvel Crinden 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 sorry okay let let Arvel Crinden do the well they called it a suicide run into the bridge of the Death Star but he didn't look like he was meaning to do that when I saw it. No that that is <laughs> I've seen <laughs> I in his it. backstory that looks like he's a. He's hit and out of control. Yeah, uh, and then they've gone back and said, "No, he's a hero." Uh, we'll, sure, we'll talk about that when we do. Right. So yeah, that's all I have on actually that event. He was just part of taking down the shields. He scored quite a few tie interceptor kills, and actually, as he was part of this, was interesting. He, he it was planned out for all the fighters that went into the Death Star to go into the Death Star. That was part of the attack plan. As soon as the shields go da- went down, Lando as gold leader was taking the Falcon in and all the fighters that followed him was absolutely planned to have happened. I didn't realize that that's kind of neat reading that. I don't know that it really helps or hurts the story, but I was like, Oh, that's kind of neat that that was how everything was supposed to go in the first place anyway. So the people yep. follow him were meant to be. Yep. Yep. Wedge, obviously, cause he was going to be part of the attack on the core, but green three, green four, which is Jake Farrell, red seven, the X wing and gray leader, which is the Y wing. were all, Supposed to have done what exactly what we saw on screen. Huh. I don't get that. Impre- I mean, you don't get that impression. You no. feel like uh, it's like it's just like the closest fighters all went in to protect him. Is how I always saw it. Yeah, like whoever is left, cover my ass. Yeah, kinda. yep. Huh. So, like I said, I don't know if it hurts or helps it, but it was an interesting thing to have been noted in his story for me. I think it's funny that the first Death Star had an opening that was just a couple <laughs> meters wide. And that destroyed the thing. So when they make the second Death Star, hey, what can we do to improve it? Well, why don't we make the hole big enough for the Millennium Falcon and his friends to all fly into? <laughs> That's not going to hurt anything. I think I think we'll be able to get through this one. They were they were shooting at a little hole. They're not going to hit a big hole, right? Yeah, it's just I mean, it's, let's hide it in plain sight. They can't possibly think we're that dumb. How long <laughs> are we going to make these hole port jokes? Huh? It wasn't a shot. No, that, was, that one wasn't. Mine was. I'll give you that. I heard Tim uh, port a hole. I I hear him. Tim was taking a shot at uh, at the movie itself because that is stupid. When you think about <laughs> That's it. dumb as hell. We're gonna make it easier for you to blow <laughs> this one up. Uh, so okay, they're inside the Death Star. They're being pursued by Tie Fighters. Lando gives the order to fly back to the surface and draw some. TIE Fighters back with him, which 
He does. Jake Farrell complies, as we heard, the old copy gold leader. And he draws away one of the two TIE fighters. I th- I didn't know what the other one was. I think it was Grey Leader that pulled the other one back, but I could be wrong. Could have been the other A-Wing. I don't remember now. But Jake, according to the story, he survived the Battle of Endor. And now it's all speculation from here on out for me. Presumably he joined the party on the mm. forest moon. I like to think he was toasting marshmallows over Darth Vader's pyre or something like that. <laughs> Doing something and inappropriate. And then no rip. No record of his death, which to me, if we were to follow his past with the Galactic Republic, that I think now that this was done, that the Empire is defeated, he went back to his retirement and lived out his life quietly and peacefully. That's I don't want him to die because he's such a great guy and he's like a, a father. It's like this this happened right up in the sunset. Yeah, I, that's what I like to think happened on Golden Pond <laughs> Cocoon. The old poop. The old poop. <laughs> Cocoon. I like to think that he took some Cialis. <laughs> back to Bright House Tree Village or whatever the hell it's called, and they all ran the train on Princess Leia. I thought I say Mon Mothma. Ooh, better age difference there. Even better. Chief Chirpa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they went back to Kashyyyk and took turns on Mala. That's Mala. <laughs> That's a good one. Get in the train. Uh, I have a little bit of behind the scenes here. I mentioned earlier this: the character of Jake Farrell was mostly written for the 1993 game Rebel Assault. It was it was based off after the A wing pilot we saw in Return of the Jedi, played by Michael Drew. That was the name Chris had given me. Now right. I do have the question: Do you guys have him on your poster? Nope. No. Uh, nope. Nope. You okay. haven't met this guy. Nope. Is, is he alive? Ooh. I think so. I didn't look that far. You don't I, care. I stuff to do. You don't care if he's living or dead, do you, Matt? No, as long as Jake Farrell's alive, I don't give a shit about the actor. <laughs> uh, he was further fleshed out in a game manual that accompanied that was made to accompany the game and expanded even further beyond that in the card game series that we seems to pop up for all these obscure characters to talk about. There's an action figure for him. What? Which is kind of cool. I might have to get that. I like getting the figures of these obscure characters. What, like a ha- like a Hasbro one, like a yep. newer? One? Yep. Yep. Hmm. I forget what year it came out. I want to say like around 2010, but I may be just pulling that right out of my ass. I remember that set. It was a it was a box set. Like you saw, there was like four or five figures in the set. Okay, that it, explains it had different types of pilots. That explains why I see them on eBay either loose or with this weird ass like custom shaped shell. Okay, so it was probably part yeah. of that display case or whatever you call it, the 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 box that was on the shelf. Okay, I didn't really put two and two together. That makes sense now. And his his outfit's green. Yeah, yep. yeah, I see some here. <laughs> There's these a couple odd inconsistencies that come up with his character that were, that was listed on his page. It's, it's, some I completely ignored. Some were kind of interesting to talk about. Uh, mainly the first that his name never appears in a novelization. It's just called, he's actually called the, the one that follows Lando into the Death Star and says copy gold leader is actually named as green leader. So as far as the novelization is concerned, he was green leader, not green four, but they didn't actually give use his name obviously. Cause it was made up in 1993. In the audio drama, Red 2, the X-Wing pilot is a character that says copy gold leader. So you can either say he was an X-Wing pilot in that or he wasn't in that one either. Either or. And then lastly, there was apparently there's a note that the fans were, there was some confusion among the fans who thought the character, I want to say Tycho Kelchu <laughs> is... It's what? a character in Michael Stackpole's novel, The X, uh, X-Wing Rogue, Rogue, Rogue Squadron. They were confusing that character with Jake Farrell. And apparently, Stack, Michael Stackpole himself wanted to make this absolutely clear that he explained on his website that this character is not Jake Farrell and went to explain the physical appearance differences between the two so that there was no confusion on which character he was referring to in his book. What kind of dork... <laughs> <laughs> or gr- I mean, group of dorks get together, and this is an issue. Honestly, yes, people. that is true. That's a good point. And I mean, if any s- of you listen to our show, 
let us know. <laughs> I mean, X-Wing is such a prolific series of books. I forget. I honestly have forgotten how many books are in that. More than 10, I think. So I could see Stackpole wanting to make it clear who the character was, but you're right. There, why is there such a long discussion that he has to do that? Why can't you just oh, take this character for who the character is? Why do you have to... <laughs> Say you know, put the face to the name, but that that was that I thought was kind of funny, if not odd. So I included that. These guys are camping outside Stackpole's home. Yeah, you know, t- uh, TPing his house when he's trying to sleep, <laughs> tick tacking his windows with dried corn. Mischief night, so specifically dried corn. When he answers the door, what is tick tacking his window? Tick tack. It's yeah. when you throw little pieces of corn or little tiny rocks at your, at, at a window to bother people. Oh, okay. Take a little pebble, like tink, 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 I never, tink, I never, I never heard tink that. This is a real side story. Uh, when we, me and Kelly were dating for the first time, she used to come to my window and throw pebbles at it to like, wake me up and shit. I never knew that it was, was tic tacking you. Why yeah. throw my dog it around? That you were dick tacking her. <laughs> I, used to, I used to come to the window naked. What do you want? I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> Yeah. I just want the case that you wang. And then she runs away. <laughs> I don't think she talks like that. <laughs> you just don't hear the accent anymore. It's, you've been around it before. <laughs> I'm just used to it by now, right, Tim? <laughs> and with that discussion, that's all I got. <laughs> that was awesome. That's What a way to end the show. by <laughs> Easing at people's wangs. Wang. Hello, Chris. Show me your wang. Oh, my future wife. Okay. That sounds like, against the like a tooth lady than anybody. <laughs> Black tooth lady. Um, the reason why you don't hear Dave, he went to get a drink. Oh. <laughs> he went to get something to drink. Well, Matt, do you have any oh. feedback? I do. And I just, I'm going back to iTunes. I'm so bad at noting where I left off. So I hope I'm picking up where I left because I'm, I'm recognizing some of these names. So I think. We didn't do this one, and I'm going to go up from here. Apologies if I'm repeating myself. We do kind of record once a month now, and my memory fails me. But, again, apologies if I read this on the last shout-out. But this is from an Unplugged Darius. It says, best Star Wars show ever. It says, this is hands down the best Star Wars show online. Extremely funny, always interesting, and I can't miss for me every episode. Well, thank you I, for that. I don't remember. Dunk. What's Medium. that? I don't remember that one. Okay. What did um, you say? Plugged heiress? Unplugged Darius. <laughs> the plugged heiress. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she has Take a very poor exhaust port. <laughs> 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 Next up from TJazz87. Uh, title, Better Each Episode. The show keeps getting better and better. Each episode better than the last. Great for all listeners, not just Star Wars fans. So it's unfortunate that he says better and better when I host a show. Sorry, it's we're going down one. Then we'll go back up one because Dave and Tim are back. Uh, let me do I'll just do one more and I'm actually going to write down on one of these cards where I left off so I'm not guessing again this is from uh, Jolith85 I think Jolith85 that's I think that's how you say it I'm going to go with that Uh, says most fun you can have with Star Wars this is one of the most most says must fun i'm gonna guess most fun times i have while listening to a podcast and with star wars a completely different approach to the star wars galaxy so much fun to listen to well thank you everybody and there's actually even more behind that which we'll do on the next episode and i'll see if i can get some emails together as well so thanks everybody for their feedback you can send us an email post on facebook and of course a review on itunes all of that we will share and we love to hear and the itunes ratings certainly help uh, other people find the show and help the show out as well. And that leads into the last but not least, our Patreon supporter of the week and the random draw is this. Oh, this is someone we, I don't know if we've gotten a chance to meet him yet, which is odd because if I'm not mistaken, he lives in Pennsylvania. I guess I should say his name and you guys can tell me if you've been or not. This is from Scott Weber. Scott Weber, generously supporting us through Patreon has been a supporter of just about everything we've done for since the beginning, as long as I can remember, let's say. That's he was a- Celebration 6, wasn't he? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, oh, Weber? you know what? I think... He was. It? He's even in the video. Pretty Every sure. day's a blur with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, which, which I don't video remember. 
He lives. He lives on the western side of PA, right? He lives closer to Pittsburgh. Uh, we're gonna see him. He messaged me that he is. He signed up for the Rocky Run, so we'll see him in November hey. if we haven't met him before. Ding ding! You're exactly right. He he and I message back and forth on Facebook quite a bit. He does live in Pittsburgh. He's a he's a big Penguins fan. Uh, so, well, no one's perfect. We'll we'll. Go Scott Stevens. And he's a he knows a lot more about hockey than I do. Like he'll he'll start saying stuff, and you can tell he knows his stuff. And uh, he even last year we had a bet during a game that uh, it was a Flyers Penguins game that the the Flyers would win, and the loser had to put up uh, something disparaging about their home team on their Facebook page <laughs> that the other person picked. Oh. I the Flyers won, and I sent really. Him this, That's a surprise. Last year, I sent him this picture of uh, this like embarrassing Sidney Crosby picture, which he put up on his uh, pages, like his profile picture. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, he's on uh, play. Like I've talked to him on PlayStation. He, he like Chris and I are on uh, PlayStation now. So anybody that's listening that has a PlayStation, uh, we both have PlayStation fours. You know, like contact us. We're going to be doing more with that when uh, Battlefront comes yeah, out. That's right. <laughs> But uh, you know, I talked to him on there, and uh, he's he's a great guy. He bought the uh, Mav Krim figure. Oh. yes. Okay, I think that's where the C six thing came in because I remember he said something about wanting us to sign it, and he didn't have it when we ran into him or something. Okay, now it's all coming together. I can't he's, remember the entire story. I'm sorry, I'm old, Scott. My memory's starting to turn into Chris's. No, he's <laughs> a he's a super cool dude, and I know that like you know, Chris and Tim have been out there. There's the like the Pittsburgh Comic Con, which Just, isn't really in yeah. Pittsburgh. It's like near the airport, which is Monroeville. Monroeville. Yeah, it's like yeah. no. But he's always like, "Yeah, let me know when you're here. We'll get together." And he is coming to Philadelphia. If you come and bring bring the figure, and we can have us three sign it at least. Well, he's going to be at the Rocky Run. Yep. Right? <laughs> Which Thanks. I am now signed up for. It's official. I know we had mentioned on our post that I was going to be there, but I hadn't bought my entry yet. I have this week because it just dawned on me. I hadn't done it yet, and I didn't want to be left out because I remember it sold out last year, right, Chris? It did, yeah. Yep. The very last couple couple of days beforehand, well, yeah. I've got my entry for the 5K. I'm actually running a very big race the next week, so my body in the cold will not be good. I'll be kind of... You'll, run you'll, walking <laughs> I'll be, you'll still be ahead of me as you say, uh, if, if Lou's running Lou will beat us by about 20 minutes and if I'm lucky I'll be behind that 20 minutes somewhere and then waiting for Chris just a few minutes after that I was hoping that, that Lou would actually carry me halfway yeah right <laughs> I, I'm going to walk really slow So, well if I hadn't said it I think I did if I hadn't Scott thank you for your support not only with Pat- well certainly with Patreon but all the support you've given us over the years and thanks to all our Patreon supporters and uh, you, I, I got to get a new pitch, but I, I I don't have one. And I have to say the difference you've made through your support has just been almost immeasurable. It, it's really a night and day situation between what we were doing before what, your support and what we're able to do now. So I, I can't thank you enough. And I'll try to have a better <laughs> thank you and a better pitch next time because I know I'm saying the same thing, but I absolutely mean it. It has made a world of difference for us. Awesome. Thanks, Scott. Thank you, Scott. We owe Scott some beers when he's here. Beers? Hell yeah. I'm all for that. That Matt and, and, and I are going to buy Scott some beers. Are you going to participate? I'll buy him an iced tea. <laughs> I'll buy him an Arnold Palmer. An Arnold Palmer, Shirley Temple. Give Chris one of those uh, spicy habanero beers you had. I'm done drinking soda, so I can't buy him a Coke anymore. You're not drinking soda? Matt, it's been a month and a half. I probably... Lost six, seven pounds. I'm sure you have, yeah. But you're uh, why? Just uh, just for just for shits and giggles. Okay, I, no, it's good. Yeah, just one day. I was afraid I, you're gonna tell me you're got type two diabetes. <laughs> I'm dying. No, there was there's. I said you know, one day I'm like, you know what? I don't need it. But I have in the fridge. I have one can of Coke left, just in case. Maybe I may have like an emergency or something. But as of right now, <laughs> I don't. I'm not. Give me a can of Coke, stat. All the soda is out of my life so far. I'm drinking a lot of water, Gatorade, teas, you know. Right. I'm, just to see what happens. Okay, That's, good. I do miss it, though. <laughs> you won't, though, because I gave it up to um, when I started running because it was, well, it's hard to have a big soda and you can go for a run or even have one after it. So, but you, And you lose the taste for it like anything else. You just got to get through I, those times where you don't think you're going <laughs> to. 
It's, 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 I'm doing good. I mean, I've, I've seen people drink. I'm like, mm, that was good. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. It's, it's, it's a new me. Yeah. <laughs> Ready? Hold it's going to be thinner than me in November, and I'm going to feel even worse about myself. Metal by his soda. That's right. Here, drink this. Look He's at thin it. Wood bastard. <laughs> There's a new Chris in town. Oh, and and he's six pounds lighter. Kiss my grits. This is Star Wars artist Kevin Lyle from NorseLegion.com, a wretched hive of scum and Star Wars jewelry. Well, are we. All right. So, we're, <laughs> where we were. It is Trivia. time. I have the official Lyle file score sheet here in front of me. Okay. I heard it. And it goes like this. Tim is in last. Kiwi <laughs> <laughs> oh. Herman? Actually, Matt and Tim are tied for last. Oh. Is Matt last? It's not what? funny anymore. Is this a... I have I have a... Did you cross that off? Is that a big fat line? I don't know. I got an issue on the thing here. Oh, shit. He has a five. an issue. He has a tissue. <laughs> I just think you crossed it out. If that's the case, then Matt and Tim are tied at seven. I think that's right. I remember editing, editing the last episode and okay, because we're recording this before the the last episode is out. Otherwise, I'd go back and listen. But I I, I have a, a blob here next yeah, to Matt. Yeah, so you here. cross that one out. So Matt and Tim have seven, and Chris has eight. Yo, am I in second place? Apparently. Oh my god. And I have ten. Typo. So if that's not true, it will get corrected when we <laughs> yeah. eventually listen to the, the hobby episode, which is, is still being edited as we record this. So if I'm incorrect, Hi, hobby. <laughs> if I'm incorrect now, <laughs> it'll get straightened out eventually. But we're ready for Tim. You going to do it? The Lyle Files. That wasn't good at all, Tim. No, I, don't know. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> I like when he whispers it. That, that's Isn't that good? That ding 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 ding. That's the X Files. That's the Far Eastern version of it. It's just like pulling on the strings. Have Is you ever the, seen an episode of the X Files, Tim? And uh, tell us if you I have seen an episode of the uh, X Files, but I've never seen the movie. Oh, that's right. It's the movie. Either, Damn it. And if I had, I wouldn't tell Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what an asshole! <laughs> you saw that movie. I know you did. See the action figures. I know there's some sort of alien, and there's a guy that smokes, and uh, <laughs> some, some guy from California, and some red-haired chick that sometimes plays British women on art movies. There was a, 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 a cancer man action figure, though. So how do you know there was a smoking guy? Ooh, he got you, Tim. How does that feel? A lot to us all the time. I, I know that there's some. So there's this thing called the Lone Gunman, but there's several of them. How many? Several. Which, How many? Lines? I, I don't know. Like anywhere from two to seven. That's <laughs> correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's the scores the way I have them. Like I said, okay. if this is wrong, it'll get corrected. Um, I think it's. I think it's right. My score Someone sheet. Someone will point it out. Yes, my score like sheet it. is sloppily done, but uh, it's not going to affect the scores because we will get it straightened out. We will. Right. Honor right now, I'm in second place right now. Yeah, as as of this, you are. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. So, Chris, you're first okay. on the uh, Lyle file. All right. What do we got here? Number 42. 42. What player? Oh, that's the guy from the movie. Jackie Robinson. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's the guy from the movie. <laughs> that's how he knows. You made history, that boy. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. There we go. 42. What actor provided the voice of Darth Maul in The Phantom Menace? It's on the tip of my tongue, because I know... on. He's in Spy. He's in... Shaun of the Dead. Retreat. He's, in, retreat, yeah. he's in Shaun of the Dead. He's in... He's in freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. None of those clues help me. a bunch of a-holes. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh, my God. It's... it's... He's on, he does uh, a really good Darth Vader, too. What? what? I am really drawing a blank on this one. He was even on Parks and Rec. Yeah, yeah. He was the guy that Chris Pratt, the British lord that Chris Pratt ended up working for. That's right. I don't know. I see the face. I know the guy from Spy. I just I don't know. 
the actor's name. I, I will fuck you. Yeah, I know exactly who it is. I, just, I don't know the guy's name. <laughs> he was the best part of that movie. <laughs> he really was. Best part of the best comedy of the year. Have you met him? Nope. Nope. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pass on this one. I'm drawing a blank. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's the answer. The answer is Peter Seferinowitz, or yep. any combination that's kind of close to that. <laughs> <laughs> I always say Sarah Fenowitz. He was. He was. I say Sarah Fenowitz because Tim says Sarah Fenowitz. I say Smith. <laughs> Officer Sipowitz. Yeah. Shit, man. That's it. All, All right. right. All right. That means it's my turn. Drop the ball on that one. Port. 50. 5-0. <laughs> You'll load a whole nother board. Jamie Moore. I suppose. Souderton native Jamie Moore. All right. There we go. Who plays Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens? This is this is the worst question for me. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing them right here, yeah, like Poe Dameron, like Poe is the panda from uh, Kung Fu Panda. Jack Black, Skadoosh. <laughs> yeah. All right, who do I know that's in it besides Adam Driver? Everyone knows that Adam Driver's in it now, thanks to this show. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't point, know before that, yep. there's the guy that plays one of the Weasley brothers in. Yep. And I don't even know his actual name. Reddy McRedhead. Cookie Opus. He's very Irish. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and I know that this John is his name Bagoya is the is the yep. thin? Is that his name? Look at this, I know something. I I'm, I'm saying I know something. John Bagoya. Oh, See Poe Poe? Is that what it was? Poe? Poe. Oh. Who oh. plays Poe Dameron in The Force Awakens? Poe Dameron. I'm just going to come out and say, because I know he's in it, I'm going to say Andy Serkis. All right. Mm-hmm. The answer is Oscar Isaacs. Oh, he's the <laughs> he's in the ship, right? Yep, the X-Wing. Yep. Oscar Isaacs. I assume is an X-Wing. He's in like every movie now. All of a sudden, yeah. He's, he's Apocalypse. He's Apocalypse in the new X-Men movie. He's Apocalypse. He's in... <clears throat> new HBO series like he's in every yeah. movie alright that's a uh, that's a good one I had no idea alright so that means uh, no points so far for anyone Matt All I, right. told, I told Chris a story earlier this week I was listening to the Nerdist and Oscar Isaac was on it that's this a good story from, uh, recording a few oh, weeks more? ago oh. <laughs> but but he was telling a story about his his dad his dad lives near Nashville in Tullahoma which is about an hour to the south <clears throat> and I, I sometimes work downtown in Nashville, and I was, I was at work one day. This was back maybe around Thanksgiving, and uh, and a guy comes into the shop, uh, and he looks really familiar to me. And I'm like, "Geez, that guy looks super familiar." And I could tell, I could tell he was pretty fashionable. He was wearing, he was wearing re- like really nice clothes. He was wearing like a nice, expensive like red flannel, nice jeans, nice boots. And he comes in, and I was like, "God damn it, that guy looks really freaking familiar." And he was with an older guy. And then after he left, and then when he, when Oscar Isaac told that story, I, now I have to wonder to myself, was that freaking Oscar <laughs> Isaac? Because the guy in my in my head, I remember him looking similar to Oscar Isaac. Now I don't know if it was actually him, but because he would say like when he comes to visit his, visit his dad, they come and they walk around downtown Nashville, and I may have. And I remember saying something to the guy and, and helping him out, but I don't know if that was Oscar Isaac or not, and I'm never going to know. But it was just it, when I heard that show, I'm like, God damn it, that might have been Oscar Isaac. Well, well, maybe it'll happen again if it's yeah, so. possibly. I'll, now, now that I know, I'm going to be. I'm, I'm Oscar, I've got Oscar Isaac guys. I'm going to be looking <laughs> for that guy all the time. <laughs> but no, I, I, thought, I mean, I, I see a lot of people come come in around. I mean, I met the freaking governor of Arizona once at work. I'm like, hey, I met one of the Jasons at work. I met the voice of Donatello at work. So, <laughs> a bunch of those guys. So, every once in a while. You met Johnny Oates? Johnny Oates! I, well, I met Johnny Oates at a, at a different work. <laughs> I think John Oates is stalking oh. you. That's a cool story, though. Like, yeah. you, you gotta keep, like, if it happened once, it can happen again. 
Yeah, I'll post you with you, Tim, at all times now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's go. All right, that means it's Matt's turn. All right, I got number 34. So here we go. Roy Halliday. Going by film releases, who did Darth Vader kill first? Hmm. That's a good question. By film releases, meaning Star Wars New Hope first, right? I would assume so. Okay, then that would be um, Antil- Captain Antilles. Remus Antilles, wouldn't that be? Because I know we did the character. I think it was Remus Antilles is his full name. Antilles, I'll say. That's my final answer. Port. Hole. <laughs> the answer is Captain Antilles. Ooh, that was right. Because me, I was trading to Dave. Except the guy Dave throws me as the wall. And, and, and Dave's like, no, I'm Marty. I was thinking Marty. Yeah, I was like, no. Chris was right, and you were right. Ha Nice. All right. Well, at least we got a right answer. All right. That means it's Tim's turn. Come on, Timmy. Right. Tim the meat. Number 49. <laughs> That's a Chuck Jones. That's a shitty number for an athlete. What language is Owen interested in C2PO being able to speak in A New Hope? Tan, this is great. How the hell do you spell bocce? Yeah. <laughs> That's the greatest autograph story you guys have. That yeah. was great. <laughs> the answer is bocce. <laughs> nice. What a grouchy old dude. Yeah. Chris, can you tell that story again? I, I think we told we told it on the Uncle Owen episode years years ago, literally. Now, yeah, we did. That's it's been a while. It, I, that is a good story. Let's hear it again. I, I back then I didn't get my poster signed first. I got like eight by tens, and I used to get like you know a saying of, of of what they said in the movie. And I asked him, "Can you write? Do you speak Bachi?" And he looks up at me you know, like, "Price, how old was he back then?" He seemed like he, he was, was a. He was a thousand then. Yeah, it yeah. looks kind of like you know, like how the hell do you spell bocce? That's exactly what he and said. I, and I said, I don't know. You said it. Yeah, I was standing there. Yeah. you you gave you sassed him. Well, in a nice way. I Not really. I don't know. I said, I don't. You, you tell me. He could have. It's B O C C I. I think is what he wrote down. Because I got the same thing written on mine, and you asked him, and he he was he was a. An ornery old bastard. He was it's crusty. Didn't you go yeah. to some convention or something and they forgot to get him out of the car? <laughs> yes, it was the last. It was the last convention he ever did. He he did. Uh, it was in a real time. Still it was in like a the fire. car. They forgot. And Chris, Chris and I got there early. They were sitting in Chris's car eating like bagels and, and OJ. And up rolls. Uh, Dave Prowse and Jeremy Bullock and a bunch of other people. They all get out of the car and they leave. They leave Uncle Owen in there. Oh, and and Chris and I sitting there like, are they ever going to come back? Because it was it was kind of a warm morning. It was like in the middle of at least crack a window for him. (laughs) How the hell do you spell heat exhaustion? (laughs) What what who who played who played Uncle Owen? What was his name? Bill Brown. Bill Brown, born in Quakertown, Pennsylvania. That's right. I remember learning that at one point. How the hell do you spell Q Mart? <laughs> Did I tell you what happened? Speaking of the Q Mart, I got to tell this story because everyone is a fan of the Q Mart now. Listen to the show. I, if for anyone who doesn't know, and I'm sure everyone knows, I live in Orlando, Central Florida. Can't get much farther away from Quaker Town than if I lived in Miami or the Keys. <laughs> I'm sitting there getting my haircut. This woman starts just chit-chatting we're talking about the weather it's ungodly hot she's like yeah i'm not used to this heat i just moved down from pennsylvania i'm like oh i'm from pennsylvania too and then she starts talking she's like oh i i lived right outside of allentown i'm like oh my god i lived in that area too then she goes have you ever been now nah, you probably never heard of this place I'm like what you ever been to the q mart <laughs> and i was like holy shit and that's all we talked about the whole time she's got my hair was a q mart wow that is, that's fantastic did she have a dead tooth I couldn't tell. <laughs> she may have. I didn't see the whole. Hey, why don't we go behind this place and I'll give you a handy? <laughs> That's my spot. You could have. You could have hooked up with her, and that that had she'd have a trifecta of swick. No, no, thank you. You want to come back to my place? I I inherited a Star Wars arcade game from my parents. <laughs> like, ooh, and HPV virus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the scores are like this. Then it was uh, it was an interesting episode. It was. 
I'm still in first with 10, but we have a three-way tie. Three-way? Oh, my God. A three-way. Yeah, all three of you with the dead tooth lady. Chris, Matt, <laughs> and Tim all have eight and herpes. <laughs> Jeez. So there you go. I miss her. <laughs> you miss her. <laughs> well, Matt, that was a great episode featuring Jake Farrell. Thank Fowl. you. We're all happy about it. I get it. You get what I did there? Mm-hmm. Join us next time we discuss Romba slash Nanta. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in Character episodes and information.